Hello and welcome to yet another interaction focused on cybersecurity. I'm Ankush Kumar, editor at Tech Observer magazine. I am joined by a very special guest, Mr. Subramanian Udayappan. Mr. Subramanian is a Harvard-educated professional with 16 years of expertise in cybersecurity and cloud security solutions. He leads the sales for endpoint, email, and cloud security portfolio for Cisco across India and SAR. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Subramanian. Let me begin by asking you, with the world overcoming the pandemic and recovering and recovering from effects, how do you think the cybersecurity has evolved in this period of time? Um, good afternoon, Ankush. Firstly, thank you for um, uh, having me in this. Um, yeah, I mean, we've all seen uh, the pandemic unravel right in front of our eyes. And uh, I think the IT teams have had it really uh, difficult in managing um, through this time. Uh, particularly that the transformation was sudden from an office environment to a remote working environment. All of a sudden, we had to just move away from our uh, position of comfort, which was uh, the office, into people had to work from home, people had to connect from wherever they could. The business had to really be distributed. Previously, the IT teams had created a security, a cybersecurity bubble, as I would call it as across their offices and data centers. And these bubbles were in certain locations where they could invite their users into. He could connect um, uh, from his parents' place. He could connect from wherever he wants to connect from, or he or she. And the IT team was expected to create a bubble around them. So the security had to follow the user rather than security being built around the office and then inviting the user into that bubble. And the business also became distributed, which means that a lot of control had to be let go by the IT security teams. A lot of control that they had on their environment, the visibility, all of that had to be let go of almost instantly. And which is what probably created a lot of confusion to start off with. But over a period of time, now all the IT security teams have actually adapted to it. They have come out of this as of now, but everybody knows that this isn't just going away as on date. Right. So so how does this new normal affect customers and the way cybersecurity is run? Yeah, as I, as I said, it's, it's not just going away, right? I mean, I'm not, uh, even if we come out of the pandemic fully, um, we, are not, we are never getting back to what life was before this pandemic. Um, we are not going to have all the users back in office at all points in time and work from there because everyone is expected to be ready if something like this happens in future. We cannot be caught unaware like a lot of us were caught this time around, which means that you need to have your setup, your cybersecurity setup ready for these situations in future. Not just IT security for that matter, not just cybersecurity, even entire IT, the applications, everything has to be ready for such a situation in future. And it's always going to be a hybrid work environment. You're always going to have some people working remotely. You're never dismantling that remote user environment totally. Which means that for cybersecurity, what it means is that the transformation to cloud, which um, initially met, uh, met with a lot of resistance from customers, but this pandemic um, has actually accelerated the transformation to cloud, has brought upon a big acceptance to cloud, 
among the cybersecurity community, which means that today a lot of solutions are cloud powered, they are cloud managed. We are talking about new layers like SASE, the Secure Access Services Edge. Uh, some conversations um, revolving around SASE are completely new, which were not happening a year back. So these, uh, these are things that are happening in cybersecurity at a rapid pace and customers would have to adhere to this today. If they were yeah. to really insulate themselves around um, um, uh, you know, such situations in future. As you talk about that, we must be ready for such kind of situation in the future. So how does all this affect the traditional security components like the endpoint? Yeah, endpoints probably are the worst hit in this entire, um, uh, uh, you know, the in the cybersecurity spectrum uh, during the pandemic, particularly the traditional endpoints. The traditional endpoints, which always spoke about having a database in an end-user environment, talking about um, reactive um, responses to threats. These are traditional endpoints, which were only focused on preventing something. I would like to prevent as much as possible. If I can't prevent something, then, you know, I can't help you kind of the traditional endpoints were the ones which have been very, very badly affected. A lot of customers um, who didn't make the change from traditional endpoints to next gen endpoints or ADR kind of a solution uh, were ones which were pretty badly affected because these endpoints were very reactive. There was very little control that they gave to the um, cybersecurity teams, to the SOC analysts. And uh, they used to work in an isolated environment. The problem was these endpoints never really interacted with any other security solutions. And um, they did not help the cybersecurity analysts to get a feel of what's happening in an end user environment. Because suddenly, imagine this, until yesterday, all the users are connected to my network, which I fortified with so many different layers of network security. And the next day, all my users have just vanished from my fort and they are connecting directly to internet and they are exposed to internet for prolonged periods of time with just the endpoint in place. And the endpoint, uh, the way it works is actually outdated. And that's been the problem with the traditional endpoint. And that's where the shift to the new age endpoints uh, becomes inevitable. If you look at it, Today, the endpoints have to be cloud powered and cloud managed. I cannot ask my end users to connect to my network for me to help them address a threat. I cannot ask my end user to physically give me his laptop if I have to remediate his machine. I need, I, I in fact, even cannot ask the end user to give me remote access to his machine because his you know, believe it or not, his bandwidth may not really be able to take a remote access session completely, which means that my endpoint should be one which can actually help me in addressing these threats, in remediating them faster, in detecting them faster, all of it without the permission of the end user, without affecting the end user's productivity. I should be able to do all of this by myself. And that's where the shift from traditional endpoints to the new age endpoints makes a lot of difference. You also mentioned about attacks being inevitable and reducing the mean time to detect and respond. How do you reckon customers could do that? 
yeah so as i said the problem with the traditional endpoints was always that you know either i prevent or i don't prevent and that's about it and then came the um, uh, new age the edr solutions the endpoint detection and response uh, which did help in detecting threats that cannot be prevented even if there are threats that cannot be prevented you can still detect them you can respond to them you can still remediate certain threats manually um which definitely helps in bringing down the mean time to respond and the mean time to detect but at the same time that's just not enough if you still have your endpoint working in isolation without integrating with the other layers of security in your enterprise or without a third party intelligence tool then all of that really defeats the purpose of having the endpoint in your environment which is why when i speak about a next gen endpoint i am not talking about these stand alone the point uh, solutions often uh, just an edr an edr working as an edr really does not help customers today in such a situation it was probably good when everyone was there in office you know in focused areas but in today's scenario in a hybrid secure work environment that we are talking about you need your endpoint to be your enforcement arm it doesn't matter uh, where i find threats from you know i could find threats from my email environment i could find threats from my web environment or even yeah. from third party threat intelligence but who's going to enforce it for me when the users sitting at home it's got to be my endpoint so i want my endpoint to work with all these different vectors in the network i want my endpoint um to really become the enforcement arm for all these solutions put together i i should be able to integrate with all of them i should be able to correlate with all of them i should be able to automate and orchestrate actions a lot of times problems in such environments normally if you look at the problems arise because of human errors somewhere and to be fair to the endpoint administrators the number of events that they see in a day is so huge that it is humanly impossible for anyone to be on top of their game all through the day or all through the year so they are bound to miss something or the other that's critical because yeah. sure because of the sheer noise that it creates in your environment and when you miss something it becomes really you know then it becomes really difficult for them to pull it back and that's where an endpoint an integrated endpoint solution really helps in reducing the impact and also once it becomes the enforcement arm of your security environment i'm not just talking about endpoint again as i said your entire enterprise security environment needs an enforcement arm in right. a secure hybrid work environment which could be your new age endpoints so you talked about risk arising from isolated endpoints and need for integration so could you throw more light on the advantages of an integrated platform approach versus point product solutions oh there are a few there are quite a few actually um normally if you look at um, probably 10 years back i guess a decade a decade and a half back i i remember as cyber security practitioners we used to uh, recommend uh, defense uh, in uh, debt to our customers we used to tell our customers that um, you need to have different security products at different layers because if 
one doesn't catch probably the other one would catch which held a lot of relevance back then because all these solutions uh, used to have their own database so we used to say if vendor a's database does not contain a certain thread signature then vendor b's database might probably have it we don't know if they would have it or not but the chances are a bit increased so you would say that because of the increased probability have different security solutions one at the top layer the other one a different solution at the bottom uh, but that's that's gone out of relevance today because today what we are speaking about is everything is behavior based uh, we are not following vulnerabilities anymore we are following threats so in such a scenario what is more critical is not the database that vendors have because all of us understand that database is just a small finite part of the entire cybersecurity spectrum of defenses that we have in such a scenario having an integrated architecture is very very critical if i see a particular threat in one particular user's environment or for that matter let's say if uh, the user gives me a call and says there's something wrong with my system i'm the administrator the user calls me and tells me that he feels something is weird about his uh, work environment the next thing i need to be able to do is look at what all has happened in his environment i need to understand his environment i need to get the context which includes not just his endpoint i need to look at what are the different emails he received what were the different communications that were established were there any suspicious communication suspicious emails any processes that were running at the endpoint which are suspicious i need to look at all the vectors including cloud web endpoint email to all of them and under normal circumstances if i were to do something like this i would have to log into different dashboards all the time i would have to log into an endpoint dashboard i would have to log into an email dashboard into a network and web and cloud and all of them and all of them could possibly have different administrators too and i may not have access to all the dashboards in one go which means that the sock analyst will have to really speak to multiple different people and try to investigate threats and this takes a long time this doesn't reduce the mean time to detect when each of those solutions do not talk to each other it becomes really difficult whereas when you have an integrated approach when i can log into one single dashboard enter a query and get responses from all of these different points in the network without disturbing their active working then it becomes much easier for me to really investigate a particular threat i bring down the mean time to detect and respond i would be able to hunt for threats faster and i would be able to respond to threats faster and the other key part about this integrated layer is it's not just about this enforcement layers of email endpoint and web what if i subscribe to third party threat intelligence tools and they tell me about something let's say there is a global malware campaign and i want to check my entire environment about it once again i don't have to log into so many different layers so far as i have one single layer one single dashboard that i can log into which will get me all these responses then it becomes much easier a threat which hits me in my email should not be able to hit me in my endpoint directly and mm -hmm. i shouldn't be able 
I, you know, I shouldn't have to do anything about it manually. It should just happen automatically as far as I'm concerned. At the same time, when I respond to it manually, I want to make it easier. I want to have third party threat intelligence plugged into my environment. And I want all these solutions to respond to me immediately without me having to run to each of those dashboards. And in fact, most of them don't even speak the same language. I don't want to be writing the same policy in four different dashboards in four different formats. Which takes a lot of time, which could take days. While my network is still under an active attack. What if I could bring down all of this with a single dashboard? Go query. I find I get the response within minutes. And if I want to configure a policy from the same dashboard without logging into each of them individually, I push a policy from the same dashboard. And all the while, I could also include the administrators of these different solutions into that case. I just create a new case, include all of them so that they know what's happening, what policies are being pushed. Everyone is kept informed. There is a clear workflow and everything works smoothly. That's the advantage of having an integrated platform than going for a point product. So since you emphasized on having integrated architecture, does this mean more overheads for customers to build a platform and how can Cisco help? Yeah, so um, I think that's that's a very good question. In fact, um, there are two ways to look at it. One, yes, you could spend a lot of money setting all this up. Um, uh, you know, which is if you could, you could possibly end up spending millions of dollars into getting this up and running, or you could come to Cisco. You know, that would be the uh, choice um, that the customer could make, uh, because when you go with different point products when you go with different solutions most of them would end up telling you that i have an open api environment so you could uh, integrate using the apis unfortunately the problem today is that there are not a lot of resources that are available in the market uh, to write apis and maintain them that's very expensive plus if you need tools like the one that i was talking about having a single dashboard uh, to integrate your email, endpoint, network, web, and cloud into, you would be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably half a million dollars just for that tool. You would end up paying only for that tool. And then you would pay for the storage of data on that tool again. And then you'll have to pay for the resource to write API scripts and maintain them. If someone updates something in their product, then the API scripts need to be updated as well. So all of this takes a huge overhead on the organization. It could take, like I said, it could run into millions of dollars or the option to being coming to Cisco, wherein as a Cisco security customer, the first thing is that all our security products are integrated with the other. Our threat repository is common, which means we are integrated in the backend by default. And at the same time, most of these products are integrated with each other directly too. And all of them integrate into a tool called SecureX that we have. So SecureX is a cloud-ready built-in platform which integrates with our Cisco secure endpoints. It integrates into our cloud security tool called Umbrella, which is a SASE tool. It integrates into our firewall. It integrates into our email security solution, our web security solution, 
it into our network behavior anomaly detection tool. It integrates into all these products and gives a common dashboard to customers. When they log in, they can see all the security events that are critical to their enterprise from one single view. And if they want to really query about a particular threat, if customers want to do a threat hunting, if customers want to, let's say there is a global malware campaign, there's third party intelligence that says, if you want to check your environment for these um, attacks, for this particular attack, these are the SHA values that you need to check for. These are the communication that you need to look for. There is an advisory that's published for that global malware campaign. Now, instead of the customer logging into each of those uh, components separately, they can log into SecureX, just copy these, the entire blog also into uh, SecureX. It will go and individually query these components and give the response to the customer and say that I have seen these files or these callbacks or these um, uh, artifacts, IOCs, the indications of compromises. I've seen all of these coming through email to so many users, have hit so many endpoints, or so many users have downloaded it from web. You will get all that information, not in days, not in hours, but in probably a few minutes, in less than five minutes, you will yeah. have all that right in front of them. And then if they want to create policies around it, block certain things like the files, the URLs, they can do it once again from the same SecureX dashboard without having to go to these individual components of endpoint, email, and network, and web. If customers want to plug in third-party threat intel tools, they could plug it into SecureX. We have over 130 third-party uh, integrations into that particular tool, which the customers can do. If customers want to create an orchestration and automation policy, like a, a SOAR tool, like what a SOAR tool does, so SecureX is a part XDR and a part SOAR tool. And the best part about it is that we give it the access to that tool in cloud is given for free to all Cisco security customers. Customer just needs to buy any Cisco security tool. Thank you so much, Mr. Udhyapan. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you here and thank you so much for your time. We look forward to host you again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ankush. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you.